I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and it's the Manuka Honey. I can't believe it. My name is Colin Drucker, and thanks, it's the Manuka Honey. That was my... Yeah! <laughs> well, at least you added thanks. You, you completed the line. Yes. Well, I was like, either it's going to be Manuka Honey or yep, Kale Salad. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, or which, just arms, just arms flailing. Just arms. I should have just did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like very gawky body language. Yeah. Gawky's um, a great word. Gawky's yeah. a great word for this performance. It's a gawky performance from a lovely actress in a not very pleasant movie. We are, of course, talking, you know. We've spoken about this performance before, and we're going to be kind of diving into it in a different way than our usual Best Supporting Actress winner discussions. But because Laura Dern did indeed win for The Marriage Story, we figured we'd kind of go back and try to understand why she won it. Yeah, You know, where are the moments where it's like, okay, yeah, that's an Oscar moment. Oh, that's, yeah, I I get why. There's a moment. Um, Or just come to the conclusion that they're, it's just it's just kind of like a great value Renata Klein. Great value. Yes, I love that reference. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing we just talked about off mic too is not only did Laura Dern win the Oscar, she swept this yes. Oscar season. There might be, you know, I didn't look up, you know, crazy uh, you know, award shows that like aren't as mainstream. Maybe she lost one thing, but it's it's like the only other I mean, the ones that we talked about, it's like we talk about Monique. Mm -hmm. uh, We talk about who are the other ones. Uh, There's one other uh, actress that we talked about, too, that just like kind of swept that season. Why am I blanking on that? I was just talking to Keon about it. Hmm. Who swept? Who swept? I'll look through our episode list. Yeah. But it's just like you think of the performance that Monique gave and you think of the performance that Laura Dern was given. I'm going to mm-hmm. phrase it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give, I'm going to like give, give the role that she was given maybe is a better way to put that because I think that um, my main <sighs> beef with all this is a little bit of script stuff and a little bit of, um, a little bit of acting choices. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I have some things to say. I think this is a safe space to say it in. And, um, I think we've said this so many times too. Like this is all coming from a, a sort of glorified place of love. The gays, the gays love Dern. Yeah, we love Laura. She, Dern. She's the Dern. It's like when she's the when, Dern. when Tom Hanks says that some people are like one name people. Uh, she is a a the name person. She is a the Dern, yeah. like the Weast. And yes. there's so few of those, you know. Um, yeah. And I think that, yes, all of this comes from, like, knowing that she's capable of it and wanting her to be her best and feeling like certainly some acting choices. I will agree with you there. And then absolutely some writing issues and some directing issues. Sorry, you know, don't get mad at me, Greta, but your husband is not as great a director as you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I was just listening to a podcast on the way home before we recorded. It's actually a really great podcast, but I'll, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'm going to look it up as I talk. Uh, it's called Spoiler Specials. Mm. Uh, it's like Slate, is Slate a magazine? Yes. Slate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a website um, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a really, really great podcast. And they were kind of talking about Noah Baumbach. And um, I've not seen The Squid and the Whale. I feel like that's his other sort of. Uh, mainstream success. I know he's done other things too, mm-hmm. but one thing that I think uh, really that they were talking about too is that he, there are flashes of this sort of being reflective of his divorce with Jennifer Jason Lee uh, in real okay. life. 
and it also and it's so funny that we you actually know this now too and now that i know that you know uh the last five years mm-hmm. uh, because some people because jason robert brown kind of wrote that about a gal that he used to date right uh, or possibly married and and like almost wrote her in a maybe unfavorable way mm-hmm. um but also because that's the other thing too it's like when we talk about um, you know, Kramer versus Kramer. Are you team Joanna? You know, are you, t- or are you, you know, in this one, are you team Charlie or is it team and Nicole? Is that her name in the movie? I Scarjo. Belie- I think it's Nicole. I believe it um, is. Yes. But kind of going back to all this too, it's like, um, I, I just, here's what I have to say. And then I'll stop blabbing here. <laughs> it's, um, this movie starts so strong. I remember when I, when I watched it, like that opening montage of the two of them and like how they talk about each other. And then you realize that it is their letters to each other. And then they're in that um, therapist office. I was like, that is a, a brilliant start to this movie. I can't yeah. wait. And then, and I wanted to see some therapy scenes. I wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big mistake. Huge. <laughs> like shake shopping yeah. bags. Yeah. 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 I, I want to see that much like that sort of turmoil in addition to the other uh, sort of like you know friction that we see later on but because a lot of this could have been i wanted to see that attempt at resolving it in therapy even if it didn't work out i wanted to see because that's like what i kept saying i was like well they could have just like gone to therapy or like they could have she could have stormed out but then they could have like tried the next day like i just right right I don't kind know. of earning Earning their way to the divorce narratively, so like we yeah. we at least see that there were attempts to work through this, or what happened when they tried to work through this, instead of just like okay, clearly th- you know, and may- maybe the the idea was that we're starting with a couple where therapy has not been working, but mm-hmm. I think it's it, it it helps us kind of connect with these characters as well, and I think yeah. that's um, you know like I I really struggled with connecting with Nicole and I thought I was going to mm-hmm. love this character you know it's like you know everything I like and I found her to be I found them both to be kind of insufferable at points but I think Adam Driver's performance was so specific and so it, it was like if this was a movie in the 70s Dustin Hoffman would be playing this role where there's there's just something where I'm like I don't like you but I appreciate that as an actor, you're creating such a dynamic character, you know, like I get all the vibes of, of what you're doing. Whereas with ScarJo, who I, I normally, I don't really have strong like feelings on, but I just found Nicole to be insufferable. Like just, I, I, I don't know. I like, I think that that kind of tying to what you're saying is like, I, I had a hard time really loving these people or caring Mm -hmm. about them. And so partially because I didn't really kind of get that setup of them working through this and partially because I just didn't really seem to like them. It made the movie experience very uncomfortable. You know, like I didn't yeah. want to go on this long journey with this pe- with these people, especially if Merritt Weaver was going to exit the narrative so quickly. I know we need more Merritt Weaver and we need more of that. Uh, <laughs> what is it? The, uh, what is it? The child services lady oh, that comes over. Yes. Oh, she my God. Was, she's great. She's she doing great, great work. And, the two and of that them, scene is great. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say she and Merritt Weaver were the assistants to the Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and Julie Haggerty, great. Glad great. she's there. She was great. Um, yeah, she just loves Charlie. Yeah. Um, and and Adam, it's like uh, I feel like I should share my thoughts on both of them now too, mm. just because. But uh, I, uh, I'm really trying to think of who it goes back and forth so much with me. I don't know if I have a definitive, you know, team hashtag Team mm-hmm. Charlie or Team Nicole, but. Um, I don't know. It's like I feel for Charlie because but I also I don't feel for him because of his success. There's something about his success that like irritated me. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're just a white man who even though I'm a white man, but he's a white straight man. And he's got this like genius grant coming his way. And like all the cards are sort of falling in his lap, too. And I, I certainly understand the dynamics of like uh, two. I think it's an interesting story to tell of two people that are both like either actors or in this case, like actor, director, whatever it might be, or playwright, whatever, uh, because there's always someone doing better than you. There's mm-hmm. always someone who's not, that's more successful too. And especially when you add a kid in the mix too, which I've said it before, that kid annoys me oh, <laughs> so much. Yeah. I'm sorry. He does. He just mm-hmm. does. I've, he is written to just stir the pot, which yeah. like, there's no, there's no, um, 
there's no uh what's the word uh moment of levity is that what i'm trying to say uh yeah. with him he's just always like whining or being difficult for the sake of like you know when the child services lady comes over or he doesn't want to put on that halloween costume or um mm-hmm. and he seems to fa- like obviously he favors nicole over charlie um which is like most any little kid i feel because the moms are typically around more so um I, I did like ScarJo in this. I it's like I feel like Glenn Weldon and Pop Culture Happy Hour. I'm like liked it, didn't love it. It's mm. sort of that thing. It's like it's I kind of how how I feel about the whole movie. I, um, it it's it, it sort of gets away from you for a bit and then it kind of comes back. I loved Alan Alda. Um, yeah, I'm just like saying names at this point too. So, anyways, uh. Yeah, we're we're getting away from the Dern, but I think it's important to kind of just set up the movie as well, yes. too, and talk about, um, because Laura Dern is a small part of this movie, but she is also a, uh, an important part, I suppose. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, even screen time, yeah. it's not a significantly huge role. I mean, it's, it's like a two-hour movie. And I feel like she's in like 25 minutes of it, 20 minutes of it. Like it's, she is probably, cause I fast forwarded and just went to her scenes in rewatching yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. And I watched maybe a couple other scenes. Like the, she's like at the birthday party randomly, yep. like in that one scene. I'm like, we don't need you here. <laughs> right. Right at the end. Yeah. She's at the party yeah. at the end. So she, yeah, she basically has like four or five scenes in the movie. So yeah, so she is just like one part of a larger whole. And I think that like, it's worth mentioning Adam driver and Scarlett Johansson and Alan Alda and Ray Liotta, because I feel like this and, and the kid for what it's worth. Cause I, sure. I did really love Alan Alda and I really oh, liked yeah. Ray Liotta. I just, I Same. felt like they were like, like, Oh, I know who these people are. And yeah. I, you know, and I loved Merritt Weaver, the scene where she has to serve him and she's doing oh, a northern gold. British accent. Yeah, it, was, it was just <laughs> so good. And, yeah. um, you know, I I could even appreciate some moments of the Dern, you know, like when when they get to court and she sees that uh, he's hired Ray Liotta's character. Yeah. And, the, and then just kind of the dynamics of her going over there and, and kissing him on the cheek and saying, oh, I saw your wife at such and such. And he's like, you should come to our fundraiser. And just the dynamics that were playing out between these two people before going in the ring, that was all really fascinating. And yes. moments where I thought that Nora, where, you know, Laura's character, Laura, the Dern, where I thought her character got really interesting and get kind of complex. And I recognized why people were excited about this role you know Mm -hmm. um but i think to kind of carry that thought through and maybe kind of lead us into the dern then you kind of get into the courtroom sequence where this is a great moment for showcasing for acting showcasing you know Mm -hmm. and and ray Liotta is certainly doing that and um I kept watching very closely because I know people are like, oh, this is such a like realistic portrayal of a divorce lawyer. But feeling like what I was watching was like Laura Dern auditioning for Aaron Brockovich and not getting the role. Ooh. That, I mean, I got to just read because I want to build on that too. But that's, yeah. that's actually pretty spot on <laughs> i mean the one and only dublin underscore zoetrope mm. like the best post he had this oscar season he had a picture of laura this is on instagram the dern and that one scene where she's giving her like she's railing against men um and this the caption was the first role that could win both an oscar and a guest emmy on law and order in 1999 <laughs> yes! and that as they say is <laughs> is that, that, that totally. is the post that totally. i mean i I I think I stood up and clapped after mm-hmm. yeah, that. That that's exactly how I feel. There is something. I hate that I'm about to say this, but there's something almost amateurish about parts of this performance. Not all of it, yes. but there are parts of it where I was like, it's like she. It was like her first take, and there and the, and they took that instead of like the polished version of it too. Yes. Um, that monologue. Yeah. Let's, because I've been biting yeah, my tongue. But break let, it down I here. feel like that monologue in the gray dress about fathers and all of that. That's what people are considering her Oscar real moment. This is when she won it. And watching that, I was like, "This is a screen test. That's what this yeah. is. This is a screen test at a bad angle, and especially the way it ends. And it will always be that way. Like she ends it like someone in an acting class doing her showcase monologue. And yeah. no shame for showcases, but like." It just feels like she's an amateur actor who is like, okay, I'm done. Like, 
like she does the scene and then just drops out of it like she's that she's like to your point it's a first take she's not that deep into it it feels i mean give her another take (laughs) give her another yeah i yeah i I watched it i watched it again right before i started recording i was like all right i'm really gonna dig in here and there has to be something here but you you hit the nail right on that a terrible angle she could have this is like where i needed that meryl streep um devil wears prada like at home like something we talked about this before like i just wish there was some other like facet of laura dern's life that we could see i need to see her house i need Mm -hmm. to see her apartment i need to see them go out to lunch i need to see them not in the office Uh, a different location where we could see laura dern let her guard down i guess i don't know what would need to have happened to her to say all this but it is i feel like they should be having wine somewhere in like a like a nice restaurant instead Mm -hmm. of her just like pacing around this like desk it's like okay we'll have you walk in front of the desk for this part and then you have to end up behind the desk it's almost like poor blocking in a play i just like what if the scene was to kind of take from what you're saying is that they're at a restaurant and Mm -hmm. when it's time for her to do that monologue the the camera is just on her sitting there staring delivering delivering and just like being like you know who who I was thinking of watching this because like she has to do this whole scene of just her delivering a fairly complex monologue is obviously this will be somewhat obscure for a lot of people listening but all the more reason to go find it um but it's Barbara Harris and who is Harry Kellerman sure and why is he saying those terrible things about me because she's just sitting there talking and yeah the, what really bothered me about this scene in Marriage Story and what I love about Barbara Harris and who is Harry Kellerman is the timing. And Alan Alda is a great example in this movie of great timing, like really solid, yeah. just like knows how to deliver a bunch of lines and kind of pace it out. Whereas this, it felt rushed. It felt like you could hear her kind of saying the 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 punch. When she has to list things, when she has to, uh-huh. there's a way that you... Go on, go on. No, I'm yeah, just making mental notes. Yes, please. It's doing. It's it's those things where you're like doing a thing in a monologue, but you're now doing it in quotes. You know, like you're not. It wasn't lived in. It was. Um, it was an audition. It was what you do in an audition. There is, and I was thinking about this on the way home too. There's just absolutely no nuance to it. It is like missing. It's like you think of Beatrice Strait and that monologue that she did last yes! week, or like yes. two weeks ago. And like, there's like, I want her to, I, I wanted her to like read that monologue over and over again. And like, the, we're just really upset because we know how great Laura Dern is. Mm-hmm. I think that's like what, what really like sort of upsets me. But it's also like, whatever, we're just two podcasters, but also yeah. we care. And this is our this is our livelihood here. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is what I spend my time thinking about. I know, and, and I I know I'm yeah. still not over it yet. And yeah, I just need to keep. I mean, this is why we're talking about it. But um, when she's listing things, when I don't know either, I just want to know. I'd be interested to see, like, to talk to her about this monologue, to see what she was thinking about, like how she talked it through with Noah, and how they were sort of. Um, and she said in interviews too, like she felt so free. And like so excited to to, to deliver that monologue because mm-hmm. it is it is good stuff. It is good material, I think. And I but for some reason it is just not resonating with me at yeah. all. I just and I I think I said this before too that when some people were watching it, whether at like Toronto Film Fest or something like that, or that people were like cheering in the audiences and they were like "You go, girl," um, which it is a "You go, girl" monologue too, but not not this way. No, I, I, I don't Nuts. think it's I like I feel like we're lowering the bar for you go girls then, you know, like, it's, <laughs> you know, because I just I yeah, the I, so much of it's the delivery, but some of it's the writing. I think that monologue could use some cleaning up. I think it needs yeah. some tightening. The way that it ends in particular is terrible. Like it's 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 so it's so monologue. It's so on the nose monologue, you know, I yeah, I I needed I needed her or to go ground. to a 27 or go, go to a 27 go like mm-hmm. get mad at Scarlett Johansson about something that she said like I don't know I just can't do this like I don't want to attack him anymore or whatever and then like 
it's like uh, tough love almost. She's, right. There's, it's so nonchalant. And like there's an extra woman in the scene, like mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out and she's not really saying anything. And ScarJo's just kind of like, they pan over to her and she's just kind of listening. <sighs> yeah, I think they could have played those dynamics. Like what it makes me think of is, and I only know this because of from in the details, but that scene in Fosse Verdon when Gwen sings nowadays for Bob, oh. but the way they use Cheetah in that scene, you know, where she's, yes. she's in the middle, she's kind of a part of it, she's kind of not. Like it, it just and it adds more nuance to, to the dynamic of the scene. And so instead of having all this this awkward blocking of her like trying to figure out how to get around that desk so she can like you know deliver with her elbows uh like i just think there were other ways to do the scene that wouldn't feel like i I just kept thinking screen test that's all it felt like yeah clumsy screen test sort of it's like their first day on set sort of rehearsing the scene like just kind of go through the motions laura like we just want to see we're going to test some angles and do that and they're like oh that's actually it so fine yeah like it's just so weird that needed to be that needed to have like the 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 impact of like I don't know that just needed to be the moment that needed to be the moment and it did it is the moment but it's not the moment yeah so now I do think it's when she kicks her shoes off and gets on it puts her feet on the couch that is probably the moment <laughs> well, yeah or when she well, orders we the talk kale about salad. that oh god yeah. we're we're grasping at straws here for the moment she won it but um uh. I mean, are, are, do you feel do you feel excuse me fulfilled about the the sort of oh, wait before we leave that actually mm. did that scene come because I only watched I like kind of fast forward did that scene come after like their first day in court like the first bad day or was it pre that yes I feel like this was after like this was the last scene before we see her again at the birthday party so i'm pretty sure that all of that had already happened the courtroom scene had happened yeah because yeah the reason i ask is because i can see maybe this should have taken like this this monologue obviously could have not been said in court but Mm -hmm. like if scarjo was like upset and they there and then laura Dern is like okay let's go into this room and talk like a boardroom or something like that like that's what i needed i need her i need scarjo kind of crying I need that other lady to leave mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and to just have the Dern give her the business. I She's yeah. like, this is, or take it way down or take it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, what's funny. That's uh, it's funny. You say that to take it down because it makes me think about when that monologue starts and the way that she says like, okay, when we're really doing this, like you can't say that. And she's kind of on her phone in a way while she's saying that. Yeah. If she did the whole thing on her phone, you know, with her hair in her face, pushing her hair away from her face, like being sort of like playing it down, but but getting a great rhythm with the words, you know, like yeah. I think that then I would have understood, you know, because yeah. I think Noah Baumbach was clearly trying to say something in capital letters in this moment. And Laura Dern was giving say something delivery. Yeah. And it, it was she either needed to, yeah, drive it home or cut it in half. Yeah, it's even the way she says fucked up and it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, that's what it is. It's I, like this ugh. sort of California, like, no, I just want, I just want her to be like, and it's fucked up, but that's what it is. Yes. So shape the fuck up. Like, I, I just want her to like get in. And then I would have, yeah, the gay whistle tones would have been in full salute. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need if you're her- mad about this, show us that you're mad because it seems like it's personal to Nora. I agree. I, I wanted her to feel that. I wanted her to get a little Olivia Coleman, a little East Coast. <laughs> sit even. down. Yeah, yeah. sit down. Um, <laughs> you're not young. Sorry, I just you're not I'm young. With that. <laughs> I say this to help you. Just end it with that instead. Notes on a scandal. We need Barbara Covet in here. We need Judy. We need, yeah. yeah. Please. Um, You know, I do think that that L.A. vibe thing is a significant part of the performance. Yes. And and I'm trying to kind of give, like when you said that, I was like, oh, that's a good point. Is like, then there is this, and this is no shade to our L.A. Best Supporting Actress listeners. Of course. Um, But um, there is that kind of like 
that vibe of, you know, while you're gathering yourself, let me tell you about me. Let me tell you about my book. She's the kind of person to to talk about a celebrity and say, oh, my God, my friend so-and-so. My friend Laura Dern, you know? (laughs) My friend Selma. Yeah, yeah. I was... So I was like in Soul Cycle, and like then all of a sudden I saw like you know there's my friend Selma like yeah I saw Penelope and Selma yeah, they're that, hanging out yeah. yeah and some people can't tell the difference between them but like I'm just like such good friends with them and like <laughs> I don't see color I don't see color yeah, yeah. and they're Ugh, just like yikes. so sweet Ugh, I can't I we'll talk about that in a bit uh, it's related yeah. to my BSA of the week but the way people Ooh. talk about celebrities um, oh can't wait yeah so I I recognize that as well that like. Laura, like Nora is like this very stereotypical like shallow LA divorce lawyer and that there is something that would read as kind of like like it doesn't excuse that I, I don't I it doesn't excuse everything we've talked about but I I'm trying to recognize how that's informing the performance and if that's putting me off but my gut is saying I'm just looking for excuses and I'm just, I'm just put off by the performance, you know? Yeah. I think we're not going to be, it's like spoiler alert. I, I don't think we're going to find some golden nugget or something that we've missed. I think that we've seen it enough. We've, yep. you know, we reviewed the material enough to make a, a, an educated sort of uh, decision of how we feel about it too. And I, I think you were saying this before, and this is really the only thing that I'm, I'm leaning on to sort of, understand why is maybe even the kale salad scene or like the the just the dynamic of divorce lawyers and how true to what this experience actually is and Laura Dern's sort of role within that is the only thing that I can really give her or like Mm -hmm. even though I don't know maybe it's because I don't know off the top of my head like I'm always used to seeing high-powered lawyers be male I guess, like sure. in, in mm-hmm. movies. So this is like maybe, I'm obviously there are probably exceptions that I just haven't seen or I'm forgetting about right now where there's like a strong female sort of um, lawyer that uh, is quote unquote written well. I hesitate mm. saying that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You know so what makes me think of, thought. Uh, I, what do you, I mean, it's different because it's based on a real person. But I think of like Sarah Paulson in the O.J. Simpson Ooh, miniseries. Yeah, you know, like well written has the Marsha episode. You know, oh Marsha, 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 the best episode. And I think that's a great example of kind of what you're talking about here. And what I would have loved to see in the kale salad scene is where do we see Nora, not the divorce lawyer at all? And they they like it felt like they tried to show us that like, hey, let's break for lunch, and then she's talking to um. Uh, Adam Driver's character about his play and about the toast and all of that. Yes. I felt like I wanted to see even more of a transformation. I wanted to see even more of a coming out of the drag of the, of the divorce lawyer. And, and we see it a a little bit more with Ray Liotta's character in that scene before the courtroom Mm -hmm. when they're Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, seeing his wife and all of that. But I think he does an even better job of it when he's talking about like, oh, you should come to our stand up to cancer event. John Legend's going to be there. And who he's being in that moment compared to who we then see in the courtroom is a really great kind of uh, difference. And I don't think we get to see those levels in Nora. Yeah, she's always on and she's always sort of like, it's like shark versus baby shark. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, but but there but he does yeah he does kind of take the veil off for a moment and just oh fuck here she comes I have to like pretend and maybe he's not as good as pretending as she is but like with her it's it doesn't come off as like sincerity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't sense any like genuine warmth when she's like kiss like right. The conversation is giving us that, but I'm just not getting it as much as Ray. And I feel like that's also reflective of how like a lot of people live. Like I'm sure, you know, yeah, it's and like where it's like, oh, I saw your wife, you know. And in the meantime, like to anybody else, she was probably talking shit about her. But then when she sees him, it's like, oh my god, I saw her. She looks great, you know. And yeah, he would never invite her to something except for the fact that he's run into her. And yes. really, it's probably just to kind of like gloat about the fact that John Legend's going to be there because they're yeah, just like you know narcissists in L.A. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Um, yeah, the I'm. I feel like you know 
the the other big scene and what I have I have kind of less to say about her and more about ScarJo, but it's that initial scene that they have together, the Manuka yes, honey and all let's that. Get into it. Let's the shoes. Get into it. I think that I actually think that there was some groundedness in that scene that we're kind of hoping for in the like father scene because she does lock in and make eye contact and connect with her on the couch and yeah. that was the kind of connection I wanted to see um I think that scene is like somewhat about her but ultimately is way more about ScarJo and giving her that moment of you know blowing her nose and eating the biscotti and that I watching it again I that t- that that scene just like I hate it I just hate it it just like it it misaligns my entire jaw just having to watch that scene <laughs> because Scarjo is just she is doing and she's doing a demonstration of acting with props, you know. Yeah, cookies, tea, yep. tissues, like going yeah. in the other into the bathroom to blow her nose. It's all so timed, you know. Like it's all so and again, like to compare to Barbara Harrison, who is Harry Kellerman, where she's crying and she's wiping her 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 she's crying out of two different eyes at you know at some point and. She's lighting a cigarette and she's talking about opera. Like she maneuver, she's holding a lamp. You know, she maneuvers through all of these acting choices so seamlessly. And I, I felt like I was just watching Scarlett Johansson hit like emotional marks on the stage. You know? Yeah. Um. There's okay. So explain this to me because I'm I'm forgetting the sequence, but. I just feel like there's a moment like no one would stand during that conversation. Like uh, I feel like if it was it's like she has the tea and like Laura Dern would have the tissues like in front of her. Like like, even if like there would they would not be across the room. I don't know why she stands up. I honestly have no idea why she stands. And that's like rule number one of like acting is like don't stand unless you need to i feel like yeah. if you're gonna talk to your divorce lawyer and this is the first time you've met and this is uh you know you have to tell your story odds are you'll probably get emotional but you're not gonna stand up and like deliver this like soliloquy just for the sake of the shot you know what i mean because it mm-hmm. is like isn't it one take or it seems like it's a series of like some extended takes possibly yes. i guess but um I remember that just felt so awkward and it was also like one of those below angles again that they love to do in that office and I don't think it serves its purpose. Yeah, even from like a a dramatic standpoint, like when I think about Precious and I think about Mm -hmm. the camera angles in that scene with Mariah Carey, you know, in her little cubicle and the way the camera, the, the cinematography of the scene informs it, like the way that the camera like pans down to Monique's hands, you know, when she does I had a, I had a child and I had a man and she has those two hands. Like it informs everything. And whereas this, yeah, the camera, the scene was so that like the, the cinematography was so boring. It was so just flat. And, and it was like, I love an extended sequence, but I agree with you. The moment she stood up, I was like, Oh God, here we go. And I also, and I know this is nitpicky, but the way that she bites that biscotti, I'm just like, Oh, it's so like front tooth, like oh that's really good. It's like it barely touched your taste buds. Yeah. Oh, bad acting. It's like when people are pretending to drink something out of an empty cup, and it's like wah wah, and they like they like bring the cup up too quickly. Oh like, yeah, people don't perform liquid in a cup very well. Why can't they have liquid in a cup in film and TV? Like put some water in yes. it. I do not understand. Someone who's in film yeah. acting or movies or like tell me. I need mm-hmm. to know because it's so obvious. Sometimes it's always with coffee. Oh god! Like, why can't you put water in it? Is it because like you might spill over wires or stuff beneath you? I don't understand. Right? Okay. That drives me bonkers. Coffee. Now you know the the biggest offender that I've seen of this, and it's throughout the whole series and multiple actors. The worst coffee acting is in the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awful, awful! Because they're always getting coffee, and they're always just like. Throwing it back like it's styrofoam yeah. and air, you know? Yeah, it just uh, put a weight in the bottom. Put yeah. like a bean bag in there. Put a bunch of tea bags in. Make it like actual tea. Something. I do not understand. Um, I am not a Gilmore Girls gay. I'm not. Are you? I so I I watched. I did. I did watch the whole thing. I didn't like watch it religiously when it was on. But okay. then at some point in my 20s, I was like, okay, let me watch this shit. So I watched the whole thing. And I liked it. Like, it definitely grew on me. Melissa McCarthy's in it. And she's really funny. She's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Lauren Graham is great. Like, she's, I mean, 
the mother is great. Like there is, there's a lot of good, but then like I did try to then watch a few episodes within the last year or two. And you know, the whole conceit of the show, it's, it's the same writer director as Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So it's the, there are points where it's like, Oh yes, it moves. But like, Definitely with the Gilmore Girls where I'm just like, oh, for God's sake, just say it. Just say it. Don't be cutesy. Just say it. Of and course. I, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just like I, – I get frustrated with that. So um, Gilmore Girls, uh, it has a couple of moments, but maybe that's all you need to know. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any interest, but I know that the people who love it love it and – I respect it fine. Yes, I get um, why people love it. And sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, um I want to go b- back to this scene too. Um I just it's like the equivalent of like Monique's hands is like Laura Dern taking her shoes off. Like I just don't understand why they would choose to like zoom in on that. I know. Well, you know, I, it's funny because I feel like that's a great comparison because I think when it happens in Precious there's just this like it's physical drama and it's the camera and Lee Daniels like taking She's a moment. Out. Yeah. yeah. And to like show like this was she was she was carrying these two things and just the yeah. body language of that felt so informed and so interesting. And like I just have always clung to that moment. Whereas I feel like in Marriage Story with the shoes, all we're being told is like, oh, my God, she took her shoes off. She She's the kind of lawyer who takes her shoes off and and you know kneels on her feet in the in, on the couch and that's like wow well wow. i i watched a little featurette on like on youtube about this too and, and it, it was like sort of noah bombach and lord they showed them like talking about certain scenes and stuff and like i need to know exactly what they were talking i wish i could have just been on set for this yes because, like i just don't know what happened um but I did kind of like this direction. Um, it's uh, and whether Laura said it or um, Noah said it, but like that scene is meant to be a seduction. Mm. It's a sed- and I like that. I like that a lot, and it makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's like a lot of what Laura Dern was sort of informed by going through that. Because that 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 is, she's getting cozy, and she's she's really almost kind of like flirty with her in a way. But like it is like. She, it's it's double-sided because she needs to get, like, the dirt. She needs to get the dirt, but she also needs to, like, play the part of, like, supported best friend on the couch. We're just hanging mm-hmm. out and eating scones. Um, and she's trying to get hired. Like, she's... she's yeah. She is literally trying to seduce her. And, like, yeah. I think for Nora, like, essentially getting this case is, like, getting laid, you know? It's like she yeah. got what she came here for. And even that Manuka Honey line, like, it's so flirty. Like, there's something about... The word manuka is just like, are you? Are, it just sounds dirty. Manuka just sounds like, like a, like a, something from like reproductive health class that I don't remember. <laughs> the manuka gland. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It sounds like a yeah. gland. Yeah, like yeah. When when you're when the when the manuka starts to come in. Oh, gross! It sounds <laughs> yeah. It does sound wet and sticky. Yes, it does. And I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. And I don't like I it. Don't like it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, there's not there's not much more I have to say about that scene. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the blocking. I, I think another thing to kind of bounce back for a moment there, too. Do you like the fact in the courtroom scene? I'm going to I'm going to go back to this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Do you think the scene would have benefited or do you think there should have been a little bit of both of the actual formal like please take the stand. Let mm. me ask you questions. But I'm assuming that that it's just, it. that's just not the gig. That's not how it works. I'm assuming that it, since it's sort of divorce court, which I also don't know jack shit about, like, mm. is it always just sitting there? Is there the sort of like, you know, Velma Kelly to the stand, please? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, <laughs> right. With I mean, the diary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause, and especially thinking of Kramer versus Kramer when that was like such a big part of it and like was yeah. Merrill's moment. It this may just be like yeah a different type of divorce court where it is just like the lawyers arguing, um, and there's a whole room full of people who are waiting for their appointment, you know, waiting for their turn. Yeah. It's um, I think from from a movie standpoint, like in terms of acting moments and narrative and whatnot, that would have yes, it it would have been familiar, but it would have given us some great moments. I think yeah. from a like clearly a desire to like just show how unexciting and how um 
just like to show like the real mundane dynamics of it. I, I appreciate why they did it this way. Um, but it's, uh, it's a tricky thing, right? Like, you know, you, you want to have a good, you know, entertaining movie, but you also want to tell the truth. Um, yeah, I, I think it does kind of go back to just like looking for these opportunities for acting moments and, you know, I think that Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver get a lot of opportunities for acting moments in this movie. I think, you know, I think obviously there's that big fight scene and whatnot, but like, I even felt like Alan Alda got moments and Ray Liotta got moments and, and I guess technically Laura Dern had moments, but like, if she wasn't winning all the awards for this performance, I'd be like, yeah, Laura Dern was great in Marriage Story, but, these are not the moments. These are not precious, you know, Monique and precious. These are not Beatrice Strait and network moments. Yeah. I think a lot of the podcasts I've listened to about this too, I was kind of prepping over the weekend. Not a lot of people talk about Laura Dern. Like it's all about mm. sort of ScarJo and Adam Driver too. And like, I think everyone, I mean, now of course the Oscars are over, but leading up to it, like everyone just kind of knew, like everyone got the memo. This is Laura Dern's year. So just go with it. Right. And like I, I feel like it's our it's our duty to sort of challenge that idea in a in a constructive way. It seems like we're shitting on Laura Dern in a marriage story. And like I don't think that that I'm just frustrated because I really wanted to like this performance mm-hmm. and I was rooting we were all rooting for it. Right, right. Uh and I, think, I, yeah. I just expected because the the hype reached me before I even saw it. Like I remember hearing people, and I was like, "Oh man, this is oh, yeah. gonna be fucking great." Yeah. And I thought she also played a therapist too, because oh, that's, that was my. And I still think, like, in some sort of like alternate universe, she did play the therapist. <laughs> right. Right. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. That could have been another role that would have been just as juicy as the divorce lawyer. Yeah. I guess, but they didn't care about the therapists in this movie that that was not part of the part of their narrative right yes right not my narrative gia yeah, yeah yeah right like that's just like not the story they're trying to tell it's it's divorce story not marriage yeah. story i guess yeah. um yeah. yeah it's i i hear you i think that the, there was that sense of like well it's just laura's ear so just it is what it is and i mm-hmm. think as as lovers of this category and of what it takes to win this award i think we'd be remiss to not speak for all of the people listening who might be feeling the same way of like yeah it's not my favorite yeah. performance you know like in our little like circle our little tribe that we have mm-hmm. like dublin zoetrope gets it like we're not the only people that yes. sort of feel this kind of way i suppose too mm-hmm. so i feel comforted in that fact too and i i i don't think think we're being vicious we're just sort of analyzing this and really trying to make sense of it too mm-hmm. but um there is a really beautiful shot like the, the last thing about that court scene too is like i feel like they're so close together mm. like why yeah. are those tables pushed like I, they can like laura dern could like reach out and like smack ray Liotta if right. she wanted to it's just right. a little strange but there's really some great shots like on the outside like bookends of that with like adam driver and like when they have like a close up of Adam Driver, but you could also see ScarJo and and like the distance. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. There there are parts of Marriage Story that I did like. Uh, Certainly. Oh yeah. I yeah. There, there's definitely elements of it that I liked and that I appreciate. I I really do think Adam Driver does a great job in this. Yeah. And um, to me, it was like this realization or this awakening of like, oh my god, you're. Yes. I, I rarely am excited about actors, but I can't wait to yes. see more from you. Uh, yeah. I want to see like Adam Driver and Florence Pugh in something together. Oh, what if Florence Pugh like played the ScarJo part or something oh. like that? Oh, now that, that crazy. I mean, it would be the whole, the whole like monologue, the biscotti scene. She would have nailed it. She would yeah. have nailed it. I mean, like that is the other conversation, right? It's like, obviously we, one of the struggles we wanted to kind of talk about all the nominees, but Neither of us have seen Richard Jewell or Bombshell yet, and they're not available yeah. yet, you know, if, and they're not in theaters. It's that weird in-between time. Uh, and I'm not really interested in Jojo Rapid, if I'm going to be honest. I just don't want to see it. I don't know why I've had such an aversion to that movie. So Yeah, I'm interested, but I definitely would want to see it, especially since um, Tycho won the Oscar, too. I, I'd be... I think it, it looks cool. I don't know. I, I'm and, and just to see 
what more Scar ScarJo can do. Just yeah. to kind of give a little bit because she was in this category. That's true. She was. Um, I mean, I would happily let you see it and then tell yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> see it. I, I love that plan. Yeah, how about no, you that... see it? Yeah, I love that idea. Um, but I mean, yeah. I I would be once we can see those. I would be keen to certainly see Bombshell, just especially for Charlize Theron as well. Uh, and all of the acting going on there. But the one I'm like most intrigued by is Kathy Bates in Richard yeah. Jewell. I just yes. want to know, like, I want, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I have a renewed appreciation for Kathy Bates. Yeah. I think that once we see that movie, she probably will be our vote. I, I just have I this feeling. I have this, like, I mean, maybe not as much as Florence Pugh, just because right. that was such a moment for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, oh, totally, yeah. But in any other year, like, how cool would that have been to, like, see Kathy Bates win her second Oscar? Yeah, I mean, That would have she, been awesome. She's great. There is an episode, because she was on The Office. She was in a few episodes. She played oh, Joe. Yeah. And I think it's the um, whistleblower episode. It's, like, the end of season six or something like that, and she's in it. It is such a good episode, and she's she. There's a scene where like she and Michael are sitting on their plane talking, and it's it's just so good. And it's, and it's like where Michael kind of comes down and is like a real human being, and she they're yeah, having like, a heart to heart. Points. Yes, and she's navigating it so well. Like between that and seeing Dolores Claiborne finally recently, and like watching that Vanity Fair thing she did of like yeah. on, like you know recapping her career. I just am like, oh, Kathy Bates. She's I, the best. She's the best. She she's the such best. a great actress and such a great energy. I um, yeah. She that's the performance I'm excited to see, and I could, I could see myself rooting for. Yeah, yeah. I I'm excited to see it for whenever. And it's such an interesting. It's like I don't know. Like I didn't read enough blogs. I didn't follow mm. enough podcasts to know why that that movie or specifically that role didn't land as well as maybe you know, their producers or the people driving that campaign. I'm so right. interested by Oscar campaigns too. I yeah. feel like there's this whole secret world that like, that like we don't know about at all, but mm -hmm. I, I would love to. Um, but yeah, Kathy Bates. She's Kathy great. Bates. Yeah. Kathy Bates. Um, and you know, Laura Dern. Great. We love you, Laura Dern. And um, congrats on the Oscar and all the other awards. And Maybe Jurassic World 3 will really see you shine. That's her next project. Yeah, yeah. So fine. Yeah, and, I, and at the end of the day, as we said before, we're glad that she has it. We're glad oh my that God, we can yeah. say Oscar winner, Academy Award winner, Laura Dern. Yeah. That's great. That's what – it's just like we were talking before, too. It's like it's such a – I don't want to say such a shame, but like this was our first like – Oscar season with this podcast. Yeah. We were hoping for something really sort of monumental, but mm -hmm. we'll get it. We'll get it next right. year or the year after. Well, I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. And like, and I'll take Parasite as the light. Like, yes. As yeah. the, the mean, other pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the, I'm glad that we got to really dive in on this performance. I think we, we were due to really examine and, and, find the nuances um yeah, or lack thereof or lack thereof oh, i hate saying that i hate saying all of this but i know yeah i know but to me i mean i just try to think of like the real nuance for me of laura dern in 2019 was little women and, yes a and beautiful that, performance yeah there's that one scene where she's where she and joe were talking and she was like in the attic yeah and and when i think she, and she says like honestly I'm exhausted all the time or I'm angry all the time. I think she says, and I was like, <gasps> Marmy, I love yes, the nuance. I do. I love it. I love shedding that skin to like, we talked about before too. It's like, there's this period, not that, I mean, I don't know how old Joe is at that point in the movie too, but there's this moment of time when you're like, and I think we're, we're hitting it kind of right now too, when you are sort of like a peer with your parents, like you yes. are peers rather like you are, you see each other as adults. You see each other for like all the flaws you have and you see them as like a real person. And I mm -hmm. think that starts like maybe mid twenties to late twenties. And then you really kind of see it like from 30 to 40. Mm. And then, cause like when you're younger, obviously you're a child and you see them as this, like as your mom and dad, and then you see them as a person. And then you take, you have to take care of them after that, after a yeah. certain point too. And it's, it's really <laughs> sad to think about, but it's also, um, fascinating all at the same time and i think yeah. i like to think that that's sort of that kind of moment of mm -hmm. joe seeing her mom is like 
a human being and yeah. uh, and a tired one. Yeah, right. <laughs> like we that, all tired. Right when you can finally we're have all that. Marmy. Yeah, we're aren't we all Marmy? Yeah, we're all Marmy March. Uh, yeah. and, uh, but... <laughs> I love that. That's my yeah. new Instagram. Yeah, handle. Marmy March. In yeah. the end, they were all Marmy March. Um, <laughs> um, I uh, I agree. I think it's like when you can have that real talk conversation with your parents, and that's yeah. what it was. Was like I'm just gonna get real with you right now. So yes. Um, so Laura Dern, Oscar winner for Little Women and Marriage Story. Yeah. And Big Little Lies. And Big Little Lies. Because really, that yeah. is part of this. Yeah. I think. I agree. If you think of, I think of this is, this is my other sort of comparison. When Melissa, I almost said Melissa Leo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she's, she, we have to mention her on every podcast. Right. <laughs> Melissa. MTV McC- girl over here. Am I I know. <laughs> she comes here in my house, says this to me. <laughs> That's my favorite cigarette acting. <laughs> Ugh. Who is she? Yeah, who uh, is she? Yeah, yeah Melissa. <laughs> that neck. That, that little, neck. Like, turkey oh neck God. she has. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Sorry. I fucking yes. love her. I love her. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy won an Emmy for Mike and Molly, which is this bullshit CBS show because of Bridesmaids. That is the right. only reason. It's like that momentum. So I think that I think if we really like to d- discuss behind the scenes too, it's like this. She had such a moment with Big Little Lies and such a resurgence yeah. that they're like, okay, we need to give her some sort of like Oscar thing or uh, movie to maybe see if we, she can do this. And then it was just mm-hmm. like decided, so, right. And it was like for doing a role that she had just won an Emmy for. Like it was also like this was this Laura Dern. Like it was just like, hey, if you loved her in Big Little Lies, here's Renata Klein in Marriage Story, you know. Uh, So, yeah, I I agree. I think there is that kind of like there was the momentum. And if that wasn't there, this might not be getting the recognition. It would be she'd be getting recognition as a strong performance, but Mm -hmm. maybe not like Oscar buzz. Yeah. It's fascinating to me, but at the end of the day, we can't we can't change it, Colin. Nope. We can't. And and the weird thing of like, and I'm not technically unhappy about it. I'm just same. At the end of the day, fine. Yeah, I just want to be more excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it too. Um, well, that being said, while we are not wildly excited, but we are happy. Um, there are other things in our lives that are bringing us lots of joy. There are. There is, of course. Our BSAs of the week. Uh, BSA of the week, of course, is a uh, person, an actor, a food, a performance, a thing, a show, a song, anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress in our lives. Um, what What's your BSA of the week? My BSA of the week is actually a BSA of like the last three weeks, honestly. And I kept forgetting to say it almost every time we recorded. And then I would remember it and then I would forget it promptly again when we recorded. Um, And this is like such a, I mean, it's kind of on brand for me as well that I'm so late to the game with a lot of these like pop culture phenomenons Mm -hmm. or just like waves of whatever. Um, But I recently, and it was probably after the Grammys, um, when Billie Eilish won everything mm-hmm. and Lizzo won a couple things. I think she won three Grammys, if I'm not mistaken. And she won one that night. And um, I didn't watch the whole ceremony, but I know she won a couple before, like at the other the other Grammys, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went back and I really just listened to the whole album. This is Lizzo I'm talking about, uh-huh. Cause I Love You, um, the deluxe version on Spotify too. And it is fucking brilliant it is mm-hmm. so good and i don't know if you like hopped on the lizzo train i know that you're like aware obviously too and i don't i don't know what your musical tastes are too and like you know spoiler like everyone knows the album is great um but i'm just really kind of taking my time to get to know um what that album and i j- it is like a top five favorite album for me i, wow. I just love everything about it like the vocals and like every song is great and like i haven't really you're not able to say that about a lot of albums these days Mm -hmm. at least for me but um and i know it's like a basic bitch sort of like bsa of the the week or the month or whatever but i i'm just she gets me through it she gets me through sometimes like if i'm uh you know if i'm having a weird day i'm kind of in the funk i will put it on in my car and i will feel almost healed by the time i get to wherever i'm going it's just, wow it's just great 
so I'm uh, really, really enjoying and um, and continuing to joy, enjoy that album. Yeah. All that's right. Well, that's that's uh, that's a great recommendation as well because I have not. I'm aware of Lizzo certainly, and like I yeah. fully believe what everyone's saying, and I've heard a little bit here and there, and I'm like, yeah, she's great. Uh, and I've heard like the I think maybe you guys talked about it on Squirrel Friends, um, yeah. her Tiny Desk Amanda performance. Yeah. Oh yes, the Tiny Desk performance. Have you yeah. watched that? No. So like, okay. I just know that those things are like waiting to be discovered and loved. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, do it, do it, and also yeah. if you don't follow her on Instagram, also do that because okay. she posts the best shit ever okay there's like this slow-mo video of her like jumping onto one of her friends and she's like <laughs> she's like not wearing anything and it's it's incredible uh i love her so much i love lizzo yeah i uh especially during these bleak winter days i love yeah, the idea of an something. album yeah yes yeah there's something that'll pull you out i'm into that yeah uh actually. what about well, great you, Colin? well my assistant to the bsa is um Johnny and I just recorded a Matreon of Patreon, a Matreon of Patreon, a Matreon of Parasite. (laughs) Uh, And so it's an opportunity to revisit Parasite. Oh my God. That movie is, is just so goddamn good. I like it's, it's over two hours long. I could not look away a single frame, like from the beginning I am hooked and it's, even better the second time because you know, what's going to happen. And so the setup, you get to like, see how this movie is like, done and how it's orchestrated uh i'm i'm just so happy about parasite and i'm so happy that it won best picture and it is that good you know and and it's so accessible yeah and you know what else i love about it it's the first first south korean movie to ever get nominated for an academy award period and bong joon ho has won the most oscars for a single movie of anybody no one has four oscars for one movie yeah wow yeah I just think that's so phenomenal. So I am just really like on a parasite high. Um, yeah. And I, I, the women of parasite. Yes. The women oh, of yes. parasite, the women, the women of that movie. But anyway, that is my assistance to the BSA. Obviously everybody knows parasite is great. I, I can't, believe that subtitles would stop anybody from this movie i i forgot i was reading them two minutes in you know yeah of course you just forget yeah you are sucked in Mm -hmm. and like once it starts it starts yes and then you don't there's there's not really too much to read because it's just there's so much action going on too but there's also i mean it's great it is so fucking good it's it's just so good oh my bsa of the week and i think this is kind of in theme of like it's it's been uh not diving into things. It's been a rough month. And uh, I, you know, besides the fact that it's just like February, it's dark and gloomy and depressing yeah. anyway. Like yeah, that doesn't yeah. help. So I certainly have been needing to find things to kind of like Lizzo, it's like great timing to mention that because I'm going to so take please. that on, Ross. Uh, and speaking of Ross, I started listening to the audiobook of his, his new book, <gasps> Name Drop. Ooh. And it is, I, I'm sure it's a great read reading wise, but this is one of those books that is infinitely better listening to as an audiobook because he's reading it and it's just time with Ross. And it's just, he's such a cheese ball and such a goose and so like likable and just like entertaining. And it's, it's great. Like he's just, uh, it's just such a pleasure to have hours of time with Ross Matthews. And this book is it's so easy and it's got lots of like, it's all just like celebrity scoops. So he's got a great Barbara Walters story. Ooh, I mean, yes. like it's, I cannot recommend it enough. It's such a great listen. I'm kind of in a podcast slump right now, um, except for the Me most too, recent same. episode of Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour, which Yay! I listened Ayo. to so quick. I was like, yeah, and like it brought me back. <laughs> Ugh, I just, I loved it. It was such a great episode. Um, oh, it was so good. But uh, also a, a BSA of the week. But I'm sure. I'm just in such a slump trying to find podcasts lately, and um, Name Drop has been a great kind of like I could listen to that instead, you know. Uh, yeah. Very highly recommend it, just because it's like it's just fun. It's just it's like, like very a warm fun. Gay hug, yeah. Yes, it's a it's warm like gay so hug. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Great. Ugh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I, I, oh, oh, no. You know what's happening right now. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to say something new, but no, apparently 
get played off this podcast once again. Uh, so, uh, you know, where where can people find more of you, more of us, more? Where can they get in touch with us? Yeah, they can follow us specifically, the Best Supporting Podcast, on Twitter at uh, BSA Pod. Excuse me, I always get this confused, but <laughs> at BSA Pod is our Twitter handle. And if you want to email us with your thoughts on Marriage Story, what you thought about the Oscars this year, was there someone else that maybe we haven't even seen yet that was in a movie that you loved? I would totally be curious about that um if you've seen richard jewel let us know i'm sure some of you guys uh, and gals out there have seen it uh, but anyways you can send us an email at the at gmail.com and uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at nick coach uh, how about you, Colin? Where can you find Well, you can find me on, you can hear more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, you can hear me on All Right, Mary, uh, season 12 of Drag Race. It's starting very shortly. So you can it is. hear recaps of that. Or you can find me on Twitter at Colin Trucker and Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore. And I think that's all the places you're going to find me. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been a lovely deep dive into yeah, it's marriage story in a way. I think yeah, we've given the Dern her due. We love her, and um, you know we uh, we'll see you in Jurassic World, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go buy some manuka, honey. I gotta get some milk. and I'll have the kale salad. Yep. Yes. And All that's right. the way it is. <laughs> and it's fucked up, but that's the way it is. <laughs>